you can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brando, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here. YouTube.com forward slash Steve Larson available. Wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to hit that subscription button because it really helps us out on the channel. It gets more, I don't know, it makes us feel better. What? Speaking of subscriptions, uh, Larson, tomorrow, Wednesday... We're having our 182,000 sub party. That's right. I think we might pass 186,000 by the time tomorrow. I'm going to unveil it right now, Larson. I'm going to do it. And we're going to we're going to be showing off our trophy. Look at that! Wow, it says wrestling up here. It's got some golden people wrestling, and the little inscription. You guys probably can't see it, but it says for excellence in subs. 182,000 subs for going in raw in the human year 2017, Stephen Larson. Look at that. I got this made special for us because we passed, I'm sorry, YouTube sent this out to us for passing 182,000 subs. in fact did not do So that. that's amazing. That's fantastic. But We're going to put be, a piece of tape over this two here and make it soon a six. Why would you do that? We're so not celebrating. We're not celebrating 186,000 subs. We should subs. because we're about to reach that milestone. Well, you know what? 182 is the number we couldn't get past. Now we're zooming on by. Still, let's keep it up to date. That's tomorrow. It's going to be tomorrow at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Yeah, we're having our party on Twitch, even though it's the YouTube sub party. There's no rhyme or reason to what we no. do, people. Uh, anyways, yeah. So we're there. We're also on the, uh, we're, we're on the iOS podcast app or um, Stitcher and a bunch of other places, wherever fine podcasts are. If you wanted to listen to us in audio form, I know a lot of you like that. Uh, some of you watch on YouTube, you can do that too if you're at the gym or uh, driving around to work on your commute, whatever. And then we're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Right now we have 64 people watching. And, uh, oh, cool. Just got some good news. And um, you can be one of those too. They're all $5 and up patrons. $5 a month and up gets you three live streams, all the recaps. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT 205 Live. You can watch those live as they happen. You also get access to our uh, post-show and pre-show. Yeah. And tomorrow's post-show, of course, is going to have chat trivia. Yeah. Where you have a chance to, to win some stuff. Mm-hmm. Every week. Every week. Yeah, it's only $5 a month and up, and you get the support going in and for doing that. Yes. We're also available at Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com. This is my Marty Skrull shirt. Boy, he's got some good-looking merch. He does. This is my Zack Sabre Jr. shirt. He has some good-looking shirts, too. Those are not on the Going in Raw shop. No. Though we have shirts there. We just don't wear them. But we do sometimes. It's kind of lame to wear your own shirt, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, we, a lot of wrestlers. Well, at least on a regular basis. A lot of wrestlers do that. Well, they do, yeah. that, they do that to promote their own stuff. And fine. I know. 
We should be doing the same thing. Yeah, I get self-conscious about it if I do it yeah, a little bit. too often. Yeah, like, every, like once a week, maybe. I wore my fun wrestling shirt to the gym today. Felt great. It's a comfy shirt. Yeah, it's a comfy shirt. Good looking, too. You should wear it more often. I just said I wore it today. How much more often do you want? Sure, you sweat in. It's different than wearing it out to like grocery store or something. I don't know. I mean, it's a gym. People are still going to see me. I got a couple people. People assume that you wear junker shirts at the gym. Shirts you don't mind getting stinky. Because I do. (laughs) Junker shirts. Yeah, no, you're actually right. My dad yesterday said, hey, I've got a bunch of t shirts, some like old t shirts of mine, which I'm assuming is from the 80s, which sounds amazing. He says, they're all XLs. You want them? I was like, yeah, I can wear them in the gym. So you're right. I'm kind of lumping fun wrestling in. With like my dad's Get crap on shit. Now I take offense to the fact you were. Yeah, I noticed that. It was a weird face you made at me. That was like not a, oh, cool. It was a, that's like yeah, I just pooped on you or something. Pretty much. You looked in your duffel bag and saw a dookie in there. Yep. Anyways. In the dark, I'm doing bald. All right, let's talk about Raw. Raw! Raw. Oh, wait, no, hold on. You're going to have a patron pledge oh, first. Don't tease the people. Uh, so, okay, so here's the thing also about a Patreon. From a dollar and up, if you uh, pledge the Patreon, you get your name read out. And so I'm going to do that now from last week. I, I did it last week because I remember some of these names. Kukendall. What a great name. Richard Kukendall. Dondelinger. Uh, Dondelinger. Luke Dondelinger. <laughs> Travis Fife. Sean Ward. Jonathan Perea or Perilla. Jack Lopez. Tommy Johnson. Gregory Gray. I'm not Baron Corbin. ASAP Kane. Christopher Murphy. Official Fahad, Dick Savage, Travis Tim. What are that? You, know, you might just laugh at somebody's shoot name, dude. Dick Savage. Travis Tim, Dincy Noblet, Joshua Ice, and Maddie Evans. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Let's talk about Raw. Raw. It was kind of hard for me to tell if it was like a great show or not because like. It was Lacey's birthday, so while it was on, I had, like, my entire family here. There was, like, a bunch of people there. It wasn't great. So, no? No, but then again, I've been sick the last week. <laughs> Look, man, anytime you have to sit there and watch a three-hour show, it's a lot of it's going to depend on your mood if you think it's a Yeah, especially when you're already kind of, when you're under the weather and just really just want to go to I didn't ask our Patreon chat. Yay or nay? I really just want, especially at, like, 9.30 last night, I'm like, I don't feel good. I'm exhausted. Nobody, really just nobody came in and immediately started complaining about it. I know one part which I hated. That was the Finn Balor yeah, freaking no good. pumpkin face thing. That, that was, was good. terrible. What did chat think about? What did the Patreon chat think about Raw? Uh, give me a number between 1 and 10. 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. Let me know what you guys think. All right. Uh, the show started out with Kurt Angle came out and said, hey, you know, Shield's back. Yeah. And then the Shield came. They, they were back in their Shield gear doing their Shield entrance, the original Shield theme. Why didn't they wait for the pay-per-view to do that? Like, tease something. Like, have Miz say, you know, you guys may be back together. I don't think you're really friends again. And then they come out of the pay-per-view in unison, in S.H.I.E.L.D. gear, the S.H.I.E.L.D. song coming into the crowd showing their unity. I thought that would have been more powerful. Tease it enough so people are like, oh, I really want to see the S.H.I.E.L.D. do the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. But I have to watch it at TLC. I have to subscribe to the network now. I figured I figured that would be the case. I figured that's what they were going they to do. Gave a money moment away for free. I'll be honest. I don't care either way. I'm still even torn on whether or not they should be doing that. It's so, like, honestly, like, oh, what? Shield's coming down through the crowd with the Zira Hotel. I. India. India. Echo, Lima, ever since you praised me for knowing it, now I forgot you it. You got it wrong. You got the I wrong, though. <laughs> That's my mistake, though. I what did I say before? You said Indigo. Indigo? I guess it's India. Oh, is it really? That's what someone said in the comments. Yeah, what do they know? 
Anyways, um, let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see chat here. Six, three, four twenty, four three sixteen. You guys are nerds. <laughs> four twenty and three sixteen. I love it. A lot of sixes. So a lot of people are saying, yeah, it's on the better side of of bad. It's like you know, just below. It's a round average. Um, I don't know. It just felt like what was it 2013? You know, or 20, yeah, 2014, whenever the shield was hot. Well, yes, they're a nostalgic now, man. It feels like too soon to be a real nostalgic. Oh, I agree. This is, I don't know. I'm not sure that I'm <laughs> huge on it. I just feel like they're their own people. Why are they doing that? And I know they have the license to do that. But I think it also goes back to the fact that Roman Reigns never really changed. No. So it just looks like everybody's changing back except for him. He's just the same. Yeah, he's yeah he's the one that stays the same. Everything else changes. Here's the thing, though. When they were doing their individual matches, they came out to their individual Yeah, I know. So at least, yeah, at least they had that. But still on the, in the Shield <coughs> here, if they're going to do individual entrances, go back to Costume individual change. gear. Yeah. yeah Although I do, I, I do uh, like that. India. Well, that's what I said. Yeah. That Reigns went back to the Shield vest versus the vest he was wearing. There was just too much stuff on it. He had his yeah. logo plus too his, much flair on that dude. Superman punch logo on top of his his Roman Reigns logo is too much. It's simple now, just some buckles. Yeah, much better. Yeah, I don't know. I think they all just seem too happy to be back together. I agree. I with think that, that's too. kind of what it is. They're just kind of dorky and they're just happy to be together. You know, I don't know. Do you think they're really happy to be back together? I don't know. It's it's hard for. I would think that'd be I, for Dean. No, for Seth, yes. Seth seems way too over the moon to be back together with the Shield. And he kind of addressed, like, I was kind of bummed out that they didn't address what you talked about last week, kind of the elephant in the room, because Seth gets on the mic. So Kurt Angle's in there. He introduces the shield. And they surround the ring like they're going to attack him. And then Reigns was like, you know. Abnormally aggressive. Yeah, like, there's no reason for that hostility. Yeah. Get out of our yard. We're workhorses. He said if you're in the ring, either you get out or you get ready to get your butt kicked. Yeah. What's with all the animal references? Workhorses? Dog in the yard, big dog. I don't know. Like, pick one and stick with it. That's a good point. Like, this is our barn. Yeah. If you want to be a horse, isn't that where they keep horses? Yeah. Barns. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. yeah you Kurt, could say we're, instead of workhorses, we're top dogs. Kurt Angle had, I'm going to F you up look on his face, too. He was like, you think I can't shoot, take you down right now? Oh, I know. I'm a gold medalist. I went up a broken freaking neck. I, sh- I shoot, took down Brock Lesnar. I could sure take down you. Kid. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Kurt Angle looked like he was about to throw down. But Seth got on the mic and said, hold on, big dog. Um, relax for a second. And uh, He's the voice of reason. Yeah. He just seems to be so... And then... So anyways, he starts talking about the shield. And he says, you know, we got together and we revolutionized the business. And then it had to end. And I thought for sure at that point he was going to be like, that's on me. You know, I'm, you know, I'm glad that... I changed as a human being, and I, and I saw what... I, there was none of that. He just said it ended. And there was, like, this giant, like, sort of silence where it was like, yeah, you ended it, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you took a chair to everybody's back. Well, he said that he kind of looked at everybody else, and then he just moved on. Yeah. I think he really should have hammered it home. Yeah, me too. Said, I I ended it when I took a chair to your back. Yeah. Well, he already he's already made amends with Dean. He's the one that he, you know, first and foremost, betrayed because he hit him first with the chair. He hit Roman in addition to Dean. Wait, no, he hit Roman first, didn't he? Yeah, he hit Roman. Oh, yeah, I remember because right. Dean gave that great look. Went, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, he needs to make amends with Roman still then. I know. See, we need to see that happen. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, they're out there, and uh, what are they even talking about? Yeah, you're talking about that, and then uh, you're talking about their fight at the TLC. TLC, yeah, up. a four-on-three handicap match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think they were saying, hey, let's fight now. 
And Dean said again, you know, I might I might have said a bit too much when I said that we'd fight three, four, five, six, seven, ten, oh, yeah, five yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, but if I had to take it back, I wouldn't. Yeah, so, so that brought out the uh, the the opposing team. Braun Strowman, Seabar, and the Miz. They yeah. start walking towards the ring, wanting to fight. Kurt Angle says, "No, mm-hmm. no fighting tonight. No four on three handicap match." Tonight. In addition, nobody shall be at ringside when Roman and Braun have their steel cage match tonight, or for the tag team title match. Correct. Between, uh, Seth and Dean and Seabar. And if you do it, Braun's out. It's going. Oh no, wait, no, 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 that was later. Of that later. There's yeah, no okay. consequences if he did it though. Yeah. He just said, "Don't do it." Um, but that's how that segment ended. Yeah, that's right. But next, uh, after commercial break, we had Elias. And oh, how Plum. happy were you when you saw all of them three together? That was cool. I thought it was great. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, and Elias and the club were together, and he allowed the, the club to uh, to, to warm up their vocal cords. Warm up their vocal cords a little bit. Carl Anderson sang a, a verse. Of honky tonk man's theme, yeah, yeah. to warm up his vocal cords, and right as they're about to uh, launch into their very own number, mm-hmm. uh, once again interrupted. This time by oh, actually no, no, he, they, they they got a little bit into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. said, "This is a song that we put together a little while ago. Let's debut it here." Yeah, but they didn't get through the whole thing. It was interrupted. Well, it was Kurt Angle's theme song. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't have to get through the whole thing. It was just Kurt Angle's theme song with <laughs> lyrics, with lyrics, and it was just. Uh, what was it? It was something like Jordan, and then the guy said nerds or you suck or something like yeah, that. I don't know what it was. There wasn't a lot to it. No, there wasn't. But anyway, the seven match between Jason Jordan, sorry, Elias in the club versus Jason Jordan, Titus O'Neil, and Apollo Crews. Yeah, Titus Worldwide. I really like the, the, the tag team of Jason Jordan and Apollo Crews. I know. Jason Jordan needs to join Titus Worldwide. Mm-hmm. I think it would be beneficial for everybody. Um, yeah, so this is fun. Uh, but then Titus Worldwide, finally. They got a victory. Yeah, Apollo Crews pinned Carl Anderson, of course. Carl Anderson. After his sit-down powerbomb, Carl Anderson just employed to eat pins. Yeah, pretty much. If we were going to do a jobber list of WWE now, would Carl Anderson be number one? Well, that depends on the nature of the list. So, like, number one, it'd be guy like the best guys that we love. You know, our, who's number one? Then it's Carl Anderson, because yeah. I love him so yeah. much. yeah. Um, or it'd be, it maybe be Sami Zayn. Yeah, he's eating a lot of losses. I don't know if he's eating as many losses as Carl Anderson has, especially the last three months. Okay, but if we're going, if it's like number one is most losses, then obviously it's Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. That's literally his gimmick. Most of his losses, though, have not been on television. That's what I'm saying. Let's just keep it television losses. He has a storyline based around his losses. I think the, maybe six of those losses have happened on television. All the other ones have happened at house shows. That, what is that? That doesn't matter at all. House shows aren't canon, man. They are. They 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 base the number off of his loss. It's a completely made up number. That's fine, but he has an entire storyline on TV based about his losses. That's number one. Or he's like number ten if we're considering number ten the guys that we like the least. That yeah, are that's whatever criteria. I don't really care. Okay, well you were just you cared a second ago. Now you know that I'm right. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Emma gave an interview. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. She was going Did on. Again. Do? She was going on again about how she started the women's revolution. Yeah, and uh, she's going to take on Aska. Yeah. Uh, and then Alexa Bliss comes in and starts buttering her up a little bit, and uh, because, because she wants have a tag team match. Yeah, against right. Mickey James and who else? What do you think the odds are? Oh, Bailey. Bailey. What do you think huh? the odds are? 
that Alexa Bliss gets involved in the uh, Oscar Emma match. Um, that's Oscar what I Emma. thought when they sit, when they had this segment. I thought, oh, maybe Alexa's going to try to get involved, help Emma win. Uh, I'm going to say zero. Yeah, probably I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to say zero. Oh, help? No, God, no. No, because here's the thing. If she gets involved, it would have to be to help Emma win. And if Emma didn't, no, that's not going to that's not going to happen. Alexa has her own thing. They don't really do that these days when like you have a match. Whenever you have a match, you're like in your own little universe. Yeah. So you have your match, and then you, you don't show up for anybody else's match. Um, I think she'll probably there'll be shenanigans closer to when Oscar is in line for a title shot, which mm-hmm. hey could be Survivor Series. Yeah. Although I thought I, if they introduced Alexa Bliss right away, then they could set up the title match. I get the feeling a Survivor Series is going to be. Let me ask you this: Survivor Series, you think they're going to be? Do you think the, the entire universe is going to stop and they're going to do an entire brand, brand versus brand thing? Uh, the the rumored Lesnar Mahal main event makes me think that might be the case. For the most part, I think the cruiserweights are obviously going to have their own match. They're setting up. A mm-hmm. five-on-five cruiserweight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, series yeah. elimination match, which I think it'd be cool if they did that, but also had the title on the line too. I think it'd be great. Whether um, it was the sole survivor won the title. I think I, that, I would actually really like that um, because okay, so I know the cruiserweights are on Raw, but given that they're filmed after SmackDown, I always feel like they're just sort of they're kind of a product of both brands mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, I don't know. That's just me, maybe. Um. And then and then I really I really it well, makes yeah, me think. Go ahead. That if the New Day are no longer, if they have this uh, oost truce going on, that that's going to set up perhaps New Day versus the Shield. To me, that makes all the sense in the world. Well, it'd be neat to see, yeah. Absolutely. I'm talking about fan service. Yeah, it'd be total fan service. I mean, it would take some effort, minimal effort, but some effort to set it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess they could do that. I'd like to see that. Oh, I would too. Thing be grand. I think it would be too. Anyways. I'm just thinking storyline motivation. Next, we had a pretty extended Cedric Alexander, uh, Brian Kendrick, Jack Gallagher recap video package. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get the raw audience up to speed on 205 Live storylines. Yeah. Which usually they just have these kind of matches with no context whatsoever. So I appreciated the fact that they were trying to catch everybody up to speed and provide go. some context to a match that we were about to see. There you go. I, feel, I do also feel like the crowd, as ever since the... <laughs> Excuse me. Ever since the Enzo thing, especially, the crowd is less apt to crap on non-Enzo cruiserweight matches like this here. Like they do feel the cruiserweights feel like they're getting a little bit more love yeah. from the WWE, and in turn, the crowd is following that lead. I think. Yeah. So they're getting a little bit more love. And, you know, I I don't know how it is live. I remember when we went. After No Mercy, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, there was a tag match. and Boring. People started chanting, boring. Go get food. Um, yeah, that's true. But also, like, when they came out, people immediately started, boring. Yeah. You know. I'm like, you savages. Give these people their due. Or at least just silently exit your seat. Look, get yourself a snack and then come back. Or get your beach ball out. Play with beach no. ball. No. But chanting boring is rude. Beach ball's okay. No. Chanting is bad. Beach ball is rude, too. Is it? Yeah. But you're playing. So that's like engaging. But you're not engaging with what's before you, the, <laughs> the, the entertainment that's in front of you. Right. Uh, so anyway, that set up a, a match between Cedric Alexander and Jack Gallagher. Yeah. Um, Gallagher was uh, uh, came out with Brian Kendrick right before the match started. Rich Swan came out to be in Cedric Alexander's corner mm-hmm. because they announced mm-hmm. during this match <laughs> that uh, this is going to be a, a tag match at TLC. TLC, yeah. Cedric 
Rich Swan versus Gallagher and Kendrick. Can't you handle this? Oh, so, that's stuck in my head now. So uh, whenever Kendrick would get involved, Rich Swan would come out, uh, make sure he wasn't involved anymore. Um, Cedric, Cedric Alexander picked up the win with a lumbar check, and Jack Gallagher sold it wonderfully. Yeah, he did. I love that. I, I went back and watched it like two or three times. It's like those cruiserweights. Like I didn't know. I didn't, it's like those cruiserweights just love to sell the lumbar check because it's like a, a contest to see how high the other person gets. I know Gallagher got high enough that he actually rotated, so he landed on his stomach. That's rad. It was awesome. Um, and then I noticed. I, so I don't know. I didn't. I don't remember this, and I didn't go back to check to see if it was true. But um, Matthew from Botchamania was kind of like live tweeting oh, as yeah. he watched like this morning, I think, or something, or whenever, whatever England is. Um, and he said that I guess when the winner, when Cedric was announced as the winner, they said, "And your winners, Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan." Which I don't recall, but he made a point of tweeting about that on Twitter, so I'm sure it happened. <coughs> Anyways, it made me laugh. People get so confused because you gotta wonder, like, you know, how much of this show, especially when. Like with the women's elimination match, what was it two weeks ago? Oh last yeah, week, yeah. When Cole was like, like, "Oh, apparently elimination on the fly." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, Miz TV with Braun Strowman was up next. Yeah, and Miz announced that he's adding a fifth member, and his name is. And then Kurt Angle came out. No, he said he wasn't going to stay though. That's what he said. He said he wants to add a fifth member. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was in. No, well, on commentary. Come out. Well, on commentary, he said uh, during the main event, he said, "I'm not going to tell you." Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. I got the impression that he was coming out. Uh, but Kurt Angle came out. He wasn't the fifth member. Well, because for the rest of the show, everybody assumed it was going to be Curtis Axel. I know. Everybody was chanting for Curtis Axel. And then TLC is going to be in Minnesota. So yeah. it's like his hometown or his yeah. home area. It's a bummer. I know. I'm, I'm kind of bummed out that neither Bo or Curtis Axel are going to be involved in that main event. I thought they'd been really good for him. I still think it should be a three-on-three match. It's too big for them, dude. I understand that point of view. That's, but just, that's just how they've been booked at this I point. I understand. But, I mean, I still think it should have been, even if you have the T-bar involved, the storyline it makes sense because they've been feuding with Dean's death. Have it a three-on-three match, save this five-on-three match for a Survivor Series, make it an elimination match. Yeah, I don't like that. Because it's five-on-three, and you're going to do the brand split thing. It's, it's like, it's, it's overboard right. adding the fifth member, though. Yeah, but I don't want this, it's essentially the same match twice in, you know, in, in what... Well, we beat you guys handily, so let's, like, do uh, next month we're going to do even more people on our side. I just feel like you'd be getting the same match twice. But it's an elimination match. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's more less so the Survivor Series thing. For me, it just feels like... Dude, okay, you, you know... The, the five-on-three is overboard. Do you understand the huge problem with making the Shield versus all those guys in the elimination match? Well, I mean, because they'll probably have the Shield squash them all. No. You know the reason, the problem with it? What? Who's going to be the last guy on the shield? Roman Reigns. Yes. Yeah, but if he and he's he, going to beat like three of the guys. No, no. He. That's how they would do it. He, what has to what would have to happen if Reigns would be the sole survivor, but he'd have to pin Strowman in the to do it. And so that's his win over Strowman this year. Without so that's why I like about it is that Reigns gets to pin Strowman in that match. You don't have to worry about a one on one match where Reigns pins Strowman. He overcomes that obstacle leading to. But the you match know how the WWE book it. It'd oh, like, I know it would be. It'd be like Seth and Dean would get eliminated. They would eliminate, you know, whoever, Seamus first. <coughs> and then they would both get elim- be eliminated by the reigning four, and then Roman would go one oh, on I know. four. That's lame. how they would book it. I know, it'd be lame, but still. Yeah. I like the idea of Reigns being Strowman finally. I know he beat him earlier this year, but uh, overcoming that obstacle, but not in a one-on-one match. You know what I kind of like about the way they're doing the Braun Strowman thing with Roman is, though? Is that after Roman wins that title and Brock is doing whatever Brock is doing, it's going to be that big monster that Roman has to, like, you know, come back and figure out. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that's good. 
yeah, so uh, Kurt Angle says... Uh, Hold Miz. on, no, you can't have a fifth member. Yeah, he says you can't do that, but... And can Miz, you know, try to... Can, I This is a great episode for Miz. This is a fantastic episode for Miz because he's... You know, he is sort of the anti-architect now. You know, he's mm-hmm. sort of or the you know the inverse of Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. He's putting together his own Shield team or his mm-hmm. own team, um, and uh, and I don't know. I just like the last image of him, sort of you know having orchestrated Kane coming out. I thought I thought it was really cool for Miz. You know, he's like the Lex Luthor of the, yeah. of the group. Um, yeah, so Kurt Angle said, Miz, you can have a fifth member if Braun beats Roman tonight. But if he doesn't, Braun's out. Braun is out of here. So three-on-three match. At that point, we knew who was going to win tonight. Oh, but yeah. we didn't know the path we were going to take to get there. No. Next, Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox. Um, set up, I guess, during a tag match either a week or two prior. Um, Sasha picked up the win with a bank statement. Um, after losing Alicia Fox... Um, gets very angry and starts shouting, rematch. Yeah. Rematch. It's very mad. Rematch. Uh, after that, we were backstage. Sasha Banks is giving an interview, and then Alicia Fox comes out and attacks Sasha Banks, and then a ref comes in and tries to stop it, and his dialogue was hilariously poorly delivered. It was great. I mean, it wasn't good dialogue in the first place. He's like, come on, why are you doing this? You can't. The funniest thing is when she threw him down, he says, you can't touch me, I'm a referee. This isn't a match, dude. And, you know, backstage, all but bets are off. Uh, Storyline-wise, Alicia Fox was fined for touching a referee. Uh, yeah, it was good. And so uh, then it was announced later on that we're getting Alicia Fox versus Sasha Banks on the pre-show. Kickoff show. Sorry, kickoff show. Kickoff show. Pre-show. Title opportunity and kickoff show. <laughs> oh, title opportunity. Pre-show. pre-show. Our corporate speak, huh? Corporate speak, exactly. Now it's a pre-show. It's always going to be the pre-show. Next. Enzo Amore came out for a promo. Oh, man. Which, you know, of course, it meant that Kalisto was going to come out and talk also. I like Enzo's shoes. Uh, I like Enzo's entire outfit. That denim jacket was dope. I could never pull up a denim jacket. No. Because I saw one at Target the other day. It was a black denim jacket, and I was like, I'm looking at this thing, and I can well, never pull it up. Well, if you get a black one, you need to get, like, metal band patches to put on it. It's the black one. <laughs> I would and get rid of the sleeves at that point. You'll just yeah, have a really yeah, cool yeah. metal vest. Yeah. I can't pull that off. I'd oh, love I know you can't. I can't. I'd either. love to. How cool would it be if I could pull that off? Pretty neat. Those are my. That's what I wanted to be the most in like uh, early high school, like late junior high. Um, I wanted to be uh, my friend's older brother, Tim. Remember Tim? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And he was the, he was like a Metallica guy, mm-hmm. but he also had really sick art skills, which mm-hmm. I kind of had. But his were better because he could draw really cool Robotech robots. Oh. And he was like, you know, he had long hair and he wore like all black and like Megadeth shirts and he would listen to that stuff. I can never be that, man. I always, I always wanted to be that so bad. Why? Because it just looks so cool. Oh, okay. It was really neat. All right. <laughs> no, you don't agree? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna, if that's what you want to be, that's, that's up to you, man. But don't you think that looked cool for you? Well, no, just in general, that kind of guy is cool, right? I don't know. It depends. Really? Depends? What if they're of high character? Well, it helps. <laughs> Asinine conversation. I know. <laughs> going in raw. I think Enzo's shoes are the new LeBron's. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. What kind of guy did you want to be in high school? I don't know. Just like a normal dude. Really? He's a regular guy? Yeah. Not me, man. I want to be freaking Dave Mustaine 2.0. Dude, no. Yeah, dude. Well, like, but of high character. Well, then, not Dave Mustaine. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man! All right, uh, let's move on because that just cracked me up way too much. Uh, so yeah, uh, Enzo was in. T- oh yeah, Kalisto comes out. <laughs> Crap! Starts talking, vomit, boring, black hole of charisma. Oh, he's so bad, dude. His, yeah. his and his costume. He doesn't say. Remember, he used to come out in, like a different like color scheme every week, seemingly, yeah. and it was usually cool colors. It was yeah. like. Uh, fluorescence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rad. Plus, back like in NXT when the yeah, yeah. Dragon's whole uh, color scheme was like was fluorescent awesome. green and, yeah. and, and dark blue. That outfit he has looks like freaking vomit. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I hate it. He has the purple on it now to tie in with the belt. It's so bad. It doesn't matter. It's so, so ugly. I hate it. I can't stand him. I want him to be gone. I really wish Enzo got that title back. Well, you'll probably get your wish at TLC. I really hope so. Even if I don't think Logically, we haven't done it. We're doing, doing our predictions after this. Like, to, they're going to go up on Saturday? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to predict Callisto loses because I don't want him to win. I'm predicting he loses because I think Enzo is going to get the title back. I don't even think Enzo is going to get it back. I don't really believe that. Oh, okay. I'm rooting for it so hardcore that I predict it, assuming that your prediction will make it so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think how it works, but okay. <laughs> So, yeah, Kalisto Toxin is attacked from behind by Davari. Uh, I was rooting him Tony Neves. I love those Ruby guys. Black and Noam Dar. I love all those guys. They're great. They were beating him up. Mustafa Ali runs out to make the save. Oh, I love him, though. Oh, Mustafa Ali's great. Then they all beat the crap out of him. <laughs> You're just one man. What was the crowd chanting? They were chanting for someone to come out. I couldn't understand who because I was watching at a low volume. They were chanting a... Dondalinger. Oh, they wanted prime time to come out, huh? Dondalinger. Luke Dondalinger. <laughs> they wanted Luke Dondalinger. That's our, to come out. my career character in 2K18. Yeah, you can check it out right now. Twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. It's on YouTube soon. Oh, yeah. We're going to put it up in chunks on YouTube. Yeah. What are we going to do? So if we're going to do that. What are we going to do with the rest of the Tuesday stream, Monday streams? We talked about that already. So, like, our my career one is going to go up in chunks, right? Yeah. But then on on the following every we Wednesday, should, we right? Just, yeah, we should just have stuff that's that's Twitch exclusive. Oh, really? Yeah, why not? Because we're losing out on this, man. Not a whole lot. Yeah, if we do like an hour long stream of stream well, of we'll gaming, put up some other time then. Maybe like a hundred bucks right there. Well, maybe put it up some other time. <laughs> oh, good. All right, sorry. Continue. So anyways, uh, after that we had our tag team title. Match what? I'm sorry, man. You're cracking me Am up. Am I today. being too disagreeable today? No, you're cracking me up, man. Get over it. Because we're, we're like programming our strategy live on air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tag title match. Cesaro. Seamus and Cesaro taking on Rollins and Ambrose. And they got their own entrances, or they got yeah, their entrancing their again. entrances. But they were still wearing shield gear with confusing. dog tags included. How come they didn't come out with the tag team title at the beginning of the show? Yeah, I know. They used to when they I were was the hoping shield. that Seth would do was remember he used to do the dive over the barricade oh, yeah. until that one time he tripped on it. <laughs> and so he stopped doing it. I'll tell nobody go back you to know, that. You know, I know I would you would think that he so he did that he tripped once and he stopped doing it. Why didn't he just leap it higher next time? I don't know. Like just uh, be aware that could happen. Or during this match again. he did a suicide dive back in the shield days, he used to do that uh that uh Plancha over the top. Oh, right. I don't want to do that. Oh man, that's no. when I, that's when I distinctly remember the first time I I, I became a fan of Seth Rollins. Yeah, when he did that to one side, got in the ring, did to the other side, and both of the times landed on his feet. Yeah, and then you know what turned me off to that? Yeah, when I knee. saw his freaking knee bending. Up. That was incredible. When he used to do that. No, I agree with that. Anyways, this was a, this was actually a really fun match. Really fast pace. Yeah. Um, 
Dean and Seth, of course, won. These guys know each other so well. Uh, Pin Cesaro after their combo finisher. Oh, I forgot to mention this, man. During uh, the opening segment. No, no. During the Miz TV segment, I think it was. Was the opening? I don't know what it was. When uh, Cesaro was talking. I love that they have him talk. And that's it. Because he has the big thing in. The mouth guard. And so he talks so ridiculous. You can barely make out what he... Between his accent and the fact that his teeth are like rammed up in his head. Or he's got, you know, he's had dental surgery or whatever. Like you can barely make out what he says. Yeah. And it's kind of like a little joke. Like they kind of look at him a little bit. But not really. I love that. I think it's great. Uh, So afterwards... Uh, oh, yeah. I missed this segment because I was uh, in the kitchen getting a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis Axel, Sheamus, and Cesaro backstage, and then Braun Strowman came in. I, I gathered later on that uh, Curtis Axel wanted to go fight Roman Reigns. No, he didn't. He oh. did not. It was the opposite of that. He was he was getting uh, Thebar jazzed up, and then he was getting Braun Strowman even more jazzed up because he was thinking that he was member number five. Ah. Uh. And so he was trying to get Braun Strowman hyped up. He's like, dude, I'll do anything to help you win this match against Roman. Braun Strowman said, go fight Roman. And he said, what, like now? And he's like, yes. And he's like, I'm not really ready. And Braun made him do it anyway. Oh, that's funny. That's what I got out of it. Um, that came back to hunt Curtis Axel. Oh, yeah. uh, next up we had Finn Balor. Promo. What was worse, Bailey, this is your life, or this Finn Balor Halloween peanuts crap? What was the, what was what's the the I Charlie mean, Bailey, Brown what's Bailey. the Charlie Brown Halloween thing? It's a it's a what is it? Uh, shoot, the Great Pumpkin thing yeah, or something? Yeah, Great Pumpkin. This is terrible. It's bad, but like this was bad, but I felt like this was your life was awkward and bad. This, this was, was awkward. So this literally almost made me mad. It's so it would, from start it was so bad, dude. Yeah, it was so ugly. Like I, I appreciate the fact to a certain degree they're trying to give some backstory as to why Finn does demon stuff because in NXT they really didn't do that. Sure, but to say that he, you know, just that he reads, you know, mythology books. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like there should be more to it. Yeah, or less either. Yeah, that's just not a satisfying explanation. It doesn't yeah. feel like. Do you agree with that? I don't. Know. I mean. I don't know, man. I was so blinded by his stupid Halloween face. Yeah, no, the orange paint. Like, yeah. if, if, if that's his new look, why? Yeah. Like last week he said, I know what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, does putting orange paint on his face give him more power now than the red? I will say this, though. Whoever did it did a good job. Yeah, like in a bubble. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. If it wasn't October. We knew this wasn't a Halloween time. We'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's, uh, I hate it. I hate it. So much. Here's, here's the thing that kind of bugs me. This is what you come up with? Like, your job is to, essentially, your job is to impress Vince McMahon with your storytelling ability. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got to come creative, up. Creative, right? You have, yeah, creative. Yeah. You have your segment. You're dealing with whoever's writing this, who is doing. Well, hold on. Let me, let me say this real quick. Are you trying to insinuate that the orange face paint was not Vince, Vince's idea? Because I guarantee you it was. Okay. All right. He probably said, oh, it's, it's October. It's Halloween. Let's give him orange Facebook. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, you, you could be, you, you're probably right. Is this like for kids? Because it feels like something that's done for kids. Yeah. Like, are they going to do like a Halloween? Because like they want kids to buy the Finn Balor Halloween costume. Maybe. Because that's what it feels like. This yeah. feels like it's for kids. Yeah, it does. It's so stupid. It's so mind-bogglingly stupid. Did you know on a uh, Halloween Bal- pumpkin Balor versus freaking like can we have a fatal four-way now? Can we have a fatal four-way: Gray Balor, pumpkin Balor, demon Balor, and man Balor. Yeah. So dumb. And uh, I might be uh, more okay with it if they would just explain why. 
Like, does, is is he being embodied by a different demon now? Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. And that's why his face paint is different? Because he said, I know what I have to do. And if all he has to do is some superficial change, that seems like not enough yeah. when when Bray Wyatt is possessed by some spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to... I want to... It's kind of funny. I, this whole Finn Balor demon thing, it's like, I want an explanation. Every explanation <laughs> I get, I'm not satisfied with. But at least they give me an explanation. Yeah. Like, is he more powerful with orange paint as opposed to red? And if so, why? Yeah. Is he a different demon now? I just want to know these things. I think the match is being built at least on Wikipedia, so I assume they whoever filled that stuff out got it from WWE. The match is not... It's not Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. It's the demon versus Sister Abigail. Yeah. That's how the match is being built. Yeah. But now it's the pumpkin demon. Yeah. It's like the spray tan demon. Or I guess he, get, he did give a little bit of explanation talking about uh, some Irish legend. Yeah. Where monsters were, were rising up and stuff like that. So there's some explanation, but not for the face paint other than it's Halloween. And here's, okay, here's, here's so number one, I can't stand the orange face paint. Number two is this. So he's in the he's in the ring live, right? Oh yeah, the transition. He's in the ring live, and then they try to match the shot of him live on the mic with a really super close up, right? And then they cut to the crowd, and they cut back to him in close up, but it's obviously a pre-taped close up. It that at that point it became pre-taped because they were going to do the thing with the super cheesy transition, and then what? It could be, my thing is this, it could be so cool. It, even, even the cheesy pumpkin baller, it's just the entirety of this segment <coughs> with the, I know, bzz, the same crap they did with the Wyatt stuff too. Dude, same it's crap a, transition. do you remember when they took the Wyatts, the Wyatts and the New Day out to the compound? Oh, that was great. That was cool as crap. Yeah. That was super neat. And why, you have these two characters who lend themselves to pre-filmed segments like that. And you might not hit. It might end up like House of Horrors, which mm-hmm. I personally, you remember, I actually dug the House of, of Horrors. I thought yeah. it was kind of cool. Nobody else did, but whatever. Um, why don't they do some interesting like pre-film stuff, not this? You know, I'll say something <laughs> Uh, during Finn's promo, I was really assuming when he was talking about that Bray had uh, tricks. Yeah. He says, well, I've got a treat for you. I was so ready for him to say that. Instead, he just said, I have tricks too. Yeah. I've got a treat for you. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I guess they thought that was just a bridge too far. I <laughs> to mean, make that direct reference to Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Bray, Sister Abigail, you and I are going to go door to door in this match. We're going to go from one door to the next door. We're knocking on doors. We're going to go knocking on doors. Ringing on doorbells to see who the true Finn Balor or Bray Wyatt is. You better bring your bag, Bray, because by the end of the night, your bag's going to be filled with candy. <laughs> just goes, I mean, it's fun to laugh at, but man, you've got like two of the coolest looking dudes. Yeah, I know. Like, design-wise, and is Bray going to fight in that, like, stocking that he's wearing? Yeah, I think so. The veil? Yeah. I think so. I mean, they, 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 you've got all these cool-looking dudes. And you've and it's like, man, you've got all this great, like, mythology behind both these guys. Even when uh, 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 Balor was going to fight Rollins at SummerSlam last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. No, they did pre-tape statements. Yeah, those were cool. Well, they're explaining, and they actually show, I would assume, pages from these mythology books. And, yeah, I mean, I... I 
It was well done. Yeah. And at least it was an explanation. Yeah. I don't know if I was terribly satisfied with it, but it was an explanation at least. It was, it was, this is almost like venturing into comedy territory. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, they do that far too often with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I don't know, man. I mean, even the stuff with Randy Orton, they did some cool pre-tape stuff, you know. I mean, they had him burn down a guy's house. There was cool stuff with Orton, but there was also, in hindsight, a lot of really cheesy stuff. Yeah, I know. But that time uh, uh, Randy was looking in the mirror and he got all wavy, Mm -hmm. it was pretty corny. Yeah. When his eyes did that funny thing. (laughs) He's about to shoot lasers out of it. It was pretty corny. It was pretty funny to laugh at, though. So. It was it was super corny, but I don't know, man. I just think of there. I I just this is one this is one thing that I'm like, this is like the pumpkin face. Really, you got a pumpkin face? Give me, come on. Yeah, I know. I need the pumpkin face. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Next up, we had uh, the actual match of Emma and Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James and Bailey. Mickey uh, James picked up the win on uh, Alexa Bliss after. Kicky James. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, yeah. So she's definitely losing at TLC. Oh, yeah. This was this was one of those, yeah, when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, the math is all there spelled out for us. So, yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody's betting against uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, next, we had Curtis Axel wandering around backstage, and he comes upon the shield. Yeah. Before he does anything, we get a commercial break, come back from commercial. Uh, the bar and Braun Strowman are still in the locker room. The Miz comes in asking for Curtis Axel. Mm-hmm. Strowman says, he's fighting Roman Reigns. <laughs> Strowman's great. Strowman is absolutely the best. He is totally the best, man. Uh, after that, we get an interview with Mickey James. Um, she was, and it seemed pretty heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, at one point, she kind of tripped over her words, I think, because she was, you know, she's genuine. Getting her, she's getting her time in the spotlight. Yeah. I love Mickey James. I think she's great. Saying, you know, how what all the stuff Alexa Bliss has said about her has been hurtful. Mm-hmm. But she looks forward to being champion again and bringing that belt home to her son. Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, after that, <laughs> her son friend. Uh, Miz goes looking for Curtis Axel and he finds him. Yeah, that was dark. He yeah. was all hanging upside down with his shirt off or just ripped up, ripped up or something. Ripped up a little bit from a forklift. Yeah. I don't know how long he had to be suspended upside down. I don't mess with you. Well, probably for the duration, at least, of Mickey James' interview. Yeah, right? If maybe probably the whole commercial break. Could be. Including setup. Yeah. <coughs> uh, so, yeah, that was messed up. Uh, and then we had our main event. This is a blast. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, these two gentlemen, uh, they don't fail to deliver. No, man. This they is great. Deliver. Freaking cage match against... Although, I wish it was a blue cage. Yeah, I know. I wonder why they don't do that anymore. I don't know. Because it looks cheesy as hell. Well, it's because it it's not terrible. Well, it's not made of uh, chain link fence. It's actually yeah. steel. Yeah. The whole thing's Oh, steel. and that's dangerous. That's why, probably. Yeah. This looks way cooler, but the blue one just looks cheesy as hell. No, the blue it. one looks like it hurts more. Because it's all steel. It's the steel rods. Yeah, but you know, no really chain link fence. Yeah, but it's bright blue. I don't care. It still looks like it hurts more. Color. Uh, so yeah, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, uh, th- this had everything in it. This had literally everything in it, including Kane at the end. Um, but lots of great, uh, great moments. T-Bar didn't care that Kurt Angle said you can't come to ringside. Uh, not long into the match, they come, uh, running out. Yeah, Roman tries to escape. Try to get out of there. T-Bar came running down. Stop that from happening. Shield comes down, uh, and they, they start, T-Bar, yeah, they start brawling with T-Bar, and then they proceed to go. A backstage, they're having like their own backstage brawl between C-Bar yeah, they and went Shield. Through, they went through some corridor, and the Miz is like kind of snuck up. Yeah, that was rad. Closed the door to that was cool. Whatever backstage he's so area. villainous, it's great. It's fan- like he's 
He's really oh, him almost did this afterwards. Dude, seriously, and it was great. I loved it. I love that he's the he's the the puppet master. He's the manipulator. Like that that role fits him yeah. to a T perfectly. Yeah. I mean, even when we weren't huge on Miz and they weren't using him the way that we felt that he could be used, what do we always say? We always like you know what. On Miz TV, he's always really good at that, at being the manipulator guy. Yeah, he's the guy that stirs the pot. And so now it's, he's the guy stirring the pot, but it's all in action, you know? Yeah. And I think it's great. I mean, if he, dude, if, if they keep this up with the Miz, I would love to see him back in the in the universe or in the Universal Title scene, yeah, in the yeah, top title after scene. Mania. Exactly. After yeah. Him and well, Roman whatever, you know, down the line a bit. Uh, feud, some. I think it'd be fantastic. Um, going Give back, him a run with it. How great would it be to see him with the universal title? That'd be pretty cool. It'd be fantastic. Uh, back to the ring, Braun. Uh, Roman was trying to escape when the Shield and the Bar were fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman makes it over the top of the cage. Braun grabs his wrist, pulls him back in, and suplexes him off the cage. Oh, that was huge. That was ring. great. That was fantastic. Um, shortly at, we come back to the ring shortly after Miz does his, you know, like maniacal laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, after uh, kind of getting the bar and the shield out of the equation, Kane's music hits. Reigns is momentarily Reigns is momentarily distracted, but returns his focus to Braun soon enough so he can spear him. And shortly after that, Kane tears through the camera and pops up through the ring, gives Reigns a choke slam, then another. Strowman power slams him. Tombstone from Kane, Kane, and then another power slam from Strowman. Braun picks up the win. Kane is the fifth one. And Braun's standing is. there like the new brothers of destruction right there. Ah, yeah. oh, that was great. Was neat. That was fantastic. I loved every second of it. It was fantastic. It was great, man. It was like 20 freaking 13 all over again, whatever it was. Yeah. No, that was great, man. Kane is tossing up, too. <coughs> So what are his poll figures? What are Glenn Jacobs' polls like right now? Are they? Do you think he's doing this to help his poll numbers because his poll numbers are so bad he has no chance in hell of winning, or is this gonna like what? What is his political strategy for know. doing this? I would think. Does he need to pump some more money into the into his political le- he has campaign? About three weeks till election day. Really? Yeah. Let's Maybe see. he's getting some exposure on national television. That could be. Let's see here. Uh, May, I want something new. I'm going to look at Kane's... While you do that, I'll start with questions. Uh, I don't know if they run polls for mayor of... I'm sure they do. I don't know if you can... You have to find, like, a local newspaper to (laughs) get those results. Manuel, uh, GDP. Hey, friendos, which do you think is the final Balor form we will see? Man Balor, Gray Balor, Demon Balor, Pumpkin Balor, Power Rank... Well, right now, let's power rank the Balors that we are we are aware of. Okay, who's Prime Balor? Man Balor. Yeah, for me, it's Man Balor. Man Balor. Yeah. One Man Balor. Yeah. Two Gray because, Balor. Because here's the thing. What? Well, hold on a second. No. I think one is Gray Balor. Because Gray Balor, he proved that the man who made the demon okay. is the best man. Gray Balor is best Balor. Yeah, best Balor. But then it's Demon Balor. Then it's Man Balor. Okay. Then now it's then it's Prince Devitt. Oh, then it's Prince Devitt. Okay. And then I guess it's Pumpkin Balor. Then it's Pumpkin Balor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. For yeah, for Prince Devitt, but Bullet Club Balor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bullet yeah. Club Devitt. Yeah. Um, I don't know other forms, whether demon forms he could take. Whether holidays are there. 
Are we going to have like an Easter oh, Bunny? Oh, I, I, dude, I, I'm all in on Christmas Balor. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, you won't hear me complain a lick if he comes out Easter Bunny Balor. Like, they're all, all his straps on his head are all red, but they all have the little fuzzy balls. Yeah, yeah. bells. Yeah, belts. Oh, perfect. That'd be and great. instead of the belts, it's like tinsel. Yeah, and he hands out presents. Yeah. What about uh, for Easter Bunny Balor? Said the belts. He has uh, rabbit ears. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that's good, too. I like that um, a lot. For a 4th of July, you can have Uncle Sam Balor. Oh, great. Red, white, and blue yeah. straps. Yeah. That's good. Although I do for the holidays, like I also want a Festivus Balor. Oh, yeah. Let me kid. He comes out carrying an uh, aluminum pole. <laughs> yeah, and he pulls out feats of strength. Yes. What other holidays are there? I have a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> Balor's got what is that called? The airing of grievances. Yeah, I'm airing my grievances. What other uh, holidays? I'm trying to look at the poll in the room. Let's see if the Knoxville so News has something wrapped up in all that. Well, I'm confused. Right, I want I want to know why he's why he's back. Fat bastard Ooh. champ Alex Foster. Who else should Elias do concerts with? Members on the roster. Well, I mean, we already saw. I hope maybe if there's an alliance or a truce of some sort, or even like a music off between Elias and Titus. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. But I really want to see them collaborate I on a new number. I think somewhere down the line we need a Elias New Day collaboration. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. That would be my pick. That'd be really good. JT Hosack, was the Enzo faction our intro to a possible Cruiserweight Survivor Series match? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And hopefully it's for the title. I think that'd be cool. Tommy T. Hey, friendos. Power rank the top five matches that come to mind when someone says a classic wrestling match. Uh, Macho Man Steamboat. Yeah, that's what I was going to be in WrestleMania it. 3. And then also WrestleMania 3, Hogan Andre. Okay. Classic match. Classic. Not modern era or attitude era. Classic. Classic. Uh, HBK, Bret Hart, Iron yeah, Man. Match. Yeah, yeah, Iron match, yeah. Also, uh, Hitman, Stone Cold. Absolutely. Classic match. Um, Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Classic match. Stone Cold Rock, WrestleMania 17. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And the, the finish, whatever. Austin's heel turn. But. At this point, Angle-Lesnar, classic match. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Triple oh, oh, sorry, Daniel Bryan, Batista Orton. Classic match. Classic. That was a classic. AJ Okada, St- Omega, any of them. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles, Cena at this point for me. SummerSlam. SummerSlam 2016. 2016. Classic. classic match. Classic. Ric Flair versus... Steamboat. Steamboat. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Any of them. Chi-Town, Chi-Town Rumble. Chi-Town Rumble. Classic match. Classic match. There you go. Alex C., do you think Roman never ditching the Shield gear and music has dampened the Shield reunion a bit? It's definitely... I'm not going to say it's dampened it, but it does illustrate... It makes it hard to geek out when they're all wearing the SWAT gear again. Yeah, I know. When he's been wearing it the whole time. He's been wearing it the whole time. So, yeah. I guess it does dampen a little bit. There you go. Kevin Mack, obvious question here. Do you think Kane is coming back to avenge the Undertaker hey! losing possession of his yard at WrestleMania? Is Kane coming back to avenge the Undertaker's loss? I don't think so. No, I think he's just coming back because, you know, they need another. They need, they they need, need to stack the deck. They need a Haas in there. He's hossed up, huh? Well, I mean, he's up there in years. You see that picture I tweeted out? No. He's been out in the campaign trail, not really training him like he used to, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I would. I assume you're absolutely correct about that. I tweeted out this picture of Kane yesterday in front of a Bananigans. Oh yeah, I saw that one. That was great. Um, Sexton Hardcastle. So Roman beats Undertaker. He retires. Beats John. He makes a farewell. Okay. I love that. 
and talked about retirement. I think he may retire Kane as well. Dang. With that, is there any chance Brock versus Roman is a retirement match? That would be an interesting way to add a little something after the WrestleMania match. If Brock is not going to re-sign. Although that's really telegraphing what's going to happen. <coughs> I would say the chance would be super duper low. Oh yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It would be super low. But I mean, there, there, I could see them maybe adding some other stakes to the Universal Title. I don't know. I'm the guy who said two percent, no percent chance Sami Zayn's going to turn heel like three days before it happens. So. Because anything's possible. Maybe instead of retirement, it's like a loser, loser leaves. leaves yeah. There's always a way around that. Double T. Hey, guys. So my question is about Bray Wyatt. Is he having the worst year in wrestling history? And if not, who has had the worst year ever? The worst year ever is uh, probably Triple H's 12 months in purgatory after the... Oh, after the uh, curtain call. After the curtain call. Yeah, think about it. Like, if you think about how he probably knew... He was supposed to be pushed to the moon, and that was put off by like a year. Talk about a test of faith right there, you know? Like, he was supposed to win King of the Ring 96. Didn't happen. Yeah, he had a job to the warrior in like... a minute. Yeah, a minute. Yeah. I mean, those two things alone would be like, man, I fight it funny. This sucks. He spent a whole year losing. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, he had faith in himself, and I think he understood. Boy, that was a long punishment. Yeah. That was a mess, and it's not like they punished him today with just a universe or a U.S. title reign. I know. Back then, yeah, they Vince, man, ooh. Um, the cat, Daryl Takahashi. How much heat would Creative get if Oscar loses this Sunday? Oh, Twitter will riot. Twitter would complete. Are you kidding me? You would see people would cancel their subs. People, Maybe. people would on mass. We'd cancel going in raw. No, you wouldn't. Going in raw would be off the air. We transition. You want to know why? We transition to a I gaming channel. I think it's a 1% chance it happens. I think it, the, the, there's a very slim possibility it happens. There's I don't zero, think it will. There's a 0% chance. I think if someone gets involved, it could happen. 0%. Everybody would riot. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. All right, that's all of them I liked, so now all you right. have to find all right, Fine, good. Um, old King Cole Kerfman, Lars Sullivan's territory, Roman's yard, AJ Styles' house that he built. What other superstars have their own area that is theirs? Well, John Cena has C Nation. He's got C Nation. Um, Didn't the Usos have something similar? The Usos Penitentiary. They have the Usos Penitentiary. I mean, Balor Club is worldwide. Balor Club. Titus has his worldwide yeah. company yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Enzo has the room of which he's the realest guy of. True. <laughs> but I think that's whatever, the point is, whatever room he's in. Oh, I get it. So he didn't have a dedicated room. Oh, oh I read that completely wrong. Oh, really? I thought that he had a room of which he was the realest guy in. That he just called the room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He had the room. Well, I was wrong about that, apparently. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tim Morris wants to know if he's the only one that popped for Kane. I'm sure other people popped oh, for yeah. Kane. Did you pop for Kane? No, because I had it spoiled for me before it happened. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I'm trying to remember what my reaction was. It was also late, and I was tired and not feeling well. 
And so I was just happy the show was over because I go to bed. I think my mom was trying to, because like I said, it was Lacey's birthday, so we were having like a whole family thing, and my mom was trying to talk to me right when Kane came out, and I said, hold on, Mom, Kane's, Kane's returning. And she said, I don't know who that is. <coughs> well, he's the big demon guy right there, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom didn't pop for him. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is a great question. Trevor Powers. Do you think this Bray versus Balor feud can be redeemed if they have a good match? And if Bray changes up his style since he'll be Sister Abigail? I hope he does change up his style. I'm not hopeful that'll happen. Would the feud be redeemed if they did something spectacular for the match? Yes. But that's not going to happen. They're not going to do anything spectacular. Kratos not going to do anything spectacular. The odds of it being something hokey as hell are far greater than it being really cool. I mean, they had a good match. Their last match was a good match. Yeah, no mercy. The match was good. It was a good match. But I just think this is... I mean, it'll be... Look, we're going to be sitting there. We're doing... Are we doing a live stream on sure. Sunday? Okay. So we're going to do a live stream on Sunday. You can watch our reactions to his entrance. And I'm sure it'll be amusing, at least. It'll be something. Do you think it's going to be... Why, that's that's the question. Do you think Sister Abigail is going to come out to Wyatt Family Music? To Wyatt Bray Wyatt's uh, theme. No, he, uh, Sister Abigail should have her own theme. She should have her own theme, right? Yeah. It's like a different person. But the demon doesn't. Yeah. No, well, it's slightly different. It's slightly different. The intro is different. His entrance is different. But, but, the, the, but before, the song kicks in, it's different. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's like the, the heartbeat bass drum with the lights and stuff. That part's different. They do that, they do that with him. Not, even, not when he comes out of Man Baller anymore. Yeah. It just goes, oh, and oh really? Yeah. That was tanky. Sorry, I need to eat. No, it's okay. I had a uh, veggie lasagna before we start. Oh, my God, I brushed my teeth this morning. You, I know, gross, right? Um, oh, that guy wants to know, do you think Vince made Roman comment on the Bullet Club stuff? Because that's clearly a battle Reigns can't win, and I'm pretty sure most of the locker room would be on Bullet Club's side. I think that I think that I, I would speculate, pure speculation, that the locker room probably just views this as business and doesn't take personal. They probably have their own thoughts about it. Yeah. But I doubt anybody's in there being like, "Man, this is stupid. This is crap." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's, it's business. That's how Vince does business, and it is what it is. Yeah. Although I didn't notice the so the club didn't have an entrance. Yesterday, and I didn't. See, I don't remember Balor having an entrance. He might have. Did, did you see, notice any two sweets? No. Any of the usual two sweet guys? And uh, I think on the pre-show that Corey Graves made a reference to two sweet. Yeah, he did. I don't know. I didn't hear. I it, didn't though. catch it either. All right, you ready for kayfabe corners? Ooh, we're still doing kayfabe corner. Yeah, yeah we'll do kayfabe corner. At least right out the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Let me think of something else. What is kayfabe corner, Steve? It's the greatest wrestling trivia challenge that isn't called chat trivia because I think, in my mind, chat trivia has surpassed kayfabe corner as the greatest trivia challenge ever. Well, I think you like it because it gets chat involved. This does not, however. This just involves us. Twelve names, some real, some fake. Two trivia questions following the names. Are you prepared? Are you ready? I am prepared, sir. Uh, up for vote this week was uh, two tag teams in Bullet Club. We had... Young Bucks and Gorillas of Destiny. I like him when he does this stuff. Yeah, no. Young Bucks were victorious. Of course they were. Are you ready? Yeah. One, Mike Spinner. Mike Spinner. (laughs) Real. Yeah. (laughs) Two, Devin Decker. Oh, real. Fake. Mm. Three, Dinty Moore. Oh, real. Yeah. I've heard that one before. 
four. Rob Grimes. Fake. Real. Rob Grimes. I'm thinking of Frank Grimes from The Simpsons. <laughs> Five. Dustin Perkins. Uh, fake. Yeah. Uh, six. Kid Omega. Real. Yeah, sorry. Uh, next, Octagon Jr. Real. Damn it! Octagon Jr. is a real thing? Yeah. Holy crap, that's awesome. Uh, next, Mr. Highlight Real. Uh, real. Fake. Really? Good job. Yeah. That's a good one. Next, Lucas Archer. Uh, fake. Real. Fuck. Next, Benjamin Sane. I'll say real. Fake. Okay. Uh, next, Christian Abel. Christian Abel? That's a terrible name, but I'm gonna say, I'll say it's fake. Real. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Last one. Right. Player Dose. Fake. Real. Jesus, how many reels do you have? Uh, eight. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I got four. Two trivia questions. Okay. What was the name of the wrestling promotion started by Matt Jackson in 2004? <laughs> Matt's Matt Wrestling. Good name. <laughs> high risk wrestling. <laughs> That's super cheesy. So Matt, 2004 was he like 12 then? I think it was 18. Okay. Uh, so Matt Jackson had a couple matches in WWE. Sure. Um, name either of the two wrestlers he wrestled against. Al Snow. No. Who? Well. Oh wow. Okay. And then Chuck Palumbo. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. Four. Right. Oof. Yeah. I sort of threw in the towel. I, yeah, I don't think it hurts it anymore. <laughs> it isn't. I'm too. I'm too invested in chat trivia these days. Seems man. like it. I like to be the uh, the Alex Trebek of wrestling trivia now. Okay. Not the Austin. What was the name? There was a dude just now who had like a crazy win streak on Jeopardy. Oh really? Yeah. Um, he won like I don't know four hundred thousand dollars, something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was an interesting character, too. That's why people were attaching to him. Gotcha. I love Jeopardy, man. Jeopardy's great. Yeah, I love Jeopardy, too. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. Now, that's oh, it. I was watching one episode in the gym or the end of it. Yeah. And, like, the final Jeopardy question was super easy. Oh, yeah. It was, like, uh, it comes from the Latin for sea monster. It's a color often associated with nostalgia. It's like, oh, it's just sepia. It's sepia? Sepia. Oh. That's been kind of easy for Final Jeopardy. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I know. That's like, you, yeah, okay, that's funny. It comes from... <laughs> I don't know if it's Latin, but it's some, you know, uh, romance language. I don't really think of sepia as a color, though. It's a tone, yeah. It's a tone, yeah. No, I know. I mean, it's brownish. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of an, an orange-brown. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for the show. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.